0: Oh, wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to and QA. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh day Adventist Church right here in Adelaide. Uh, I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It is really wonderful to be able to share with you uh, once again. Uh, You know, I would love uh, for you to be able to join with us. Look, if you have a positive thought, a comment on one of the issues that we discussed or you'd simply like to say hello to us, uh, you can actually do that. And uh, all you need to do is to text us at our text number here uh, Our text number is uh zero four triple eight eight zero eight. 11. That number again is 04888-80811. Why don't you actually program that number into your phone, uh, under drive time? And then all you need to do is to hit drive time and, uh, you'll be able to send us a text at any, any time at all. 04888-80811. Now, this week, we are looking at a really, uh, an amazing theme. Uh, an issue that, uh, so many people, uh, certainly struggle with at some point in their life now, uh, our theme for the week is beyond the grave, the Bible, and the passing of death. Uh, and today, uh, the question we're asking is: How did Christ relate? to death. You know, the way that Christ related to death can really help us uh understand how we can possibly also uh, relate to death. I uh, love this particular subject. I know myself as a as a pastor, a person who has uh had to uh, minister to many grieving families. Um this uh, uh this understanding of how Jesus regarded death has been uh, to so many people incredibly uh, com- uh comforting. Uh, now today, our co-host is uh, Eric Hoare Now Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church, and it is fantastic uh, to have Eric back again. Welcome to you, Eric. Well, thanks,
1: Pastor Gary. I must admit, you still look the same after a few weeks. <laughs>
0: where, where have you actually been? I mean, I mean, goodness me! I mean, uh, we have people coming and going on this show. We're on there so many times that we have a we have a wonderful team here. You're part of our our team here, but you haven't been here for the last for the last few weeks. No, I've been pretty busy, but I tell you what,
1: I shivered here, shivered here, and I shivered, I'll probably shiver going back home, it's been so cold.
0: I tell you what, look, this is Adelaide like I have never seen it before, I mean, I'm used to Adelaide actually having some uh, wet spells, some cold Mm. spells, certainly as cold as what it is now, Mm. for uh, short periods of time, but uh, this year, it just seems to have come in rolling waves, one followed by another, followed by another, I mean, uh, yesterday, I, I, I thought I'm going to go and do my walk early. In the morning, you're not going to get me out of it. Out of this one, so I actually took my umbrella uh, with me, uh, and I left. I left home at six a.m. I got back before the sun got up. If you, uh, if you believe, and uh, I, I have to admit, I mean, this is I, I'm struggling. I did it yesterday, but I'm afraid today I failed miserably. It didn't didn't work today. How's your walking going? Uh,
1: well, my, I I'm I'm you know, I'm still up with my running, and uh, I've only missed um, once during the week. I try not to miss. My more than one time but I get out there I've got a really good um, parker I found at um, Kmart actually that yeah. keeps the wind and the yeah. rain out and uh, I got hard getting out but once you've completed it you have such satisfaction that you've actually out in that, but I've got a must. I must admit, Pastor Gary, that Erin and I, we disappear for two weeks in winter. We go to uh, Cairns in July, and ah, I thought July. You, 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 you wimp! <laughs> I thought July was the coldest month, but I tell you what, it's come early. But yeah, it's about you know twenty three in the morning, twenty nine during the day, and we really love it for two weeks. We escape the winter because we like the heat, we like the warm.
0: Do you realise how much rain has been up in far north Queensland? Yes, but we find in July it's not too bad. It's, it's not too bad. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the privileges of retirement I, I i'm looking forward to it uh, to it myself uh, there right uh, there eric anyway look let 's come to our um, our world religion news report. look today, I just sort of thought we might look at some uh, some good news uh, today. I loved uh, uh, these particular articles when i uh, when I saw them uh, of course, all this week we are talking about the subject of uh, of death um, but uh, today, I thought we might look at two ladies who have got no intention of giving up on life. I love. Uh, their uh, their stories. Now, um, the first one uh, is uh, came out uh, just a, a week or so ago, and uh, this one talks about a uh, uh, a senior uh, lady who uh, uh, earned her college degree at the age of eighty four. Now, this is what the what the article said. Uh, a week after her eighty fourth birthday, Betty Sanderson graduated with a bachelor's degree that was more than sixty years in the making. Just pure. Pure joy, pure satisfaction that I had attained the goal of walking across uh, that uh, that stage, as she said. On May 7, Sanderson received her bachelor's degree in multidisciplinary studies from the College of Continuing and Professional Studies nearly seven decades after she had started college. Sanderson started uh, studying at the uh, University of Minnesota 67 years ago. She had to pause her education. When she got married and followed uh, her husband's career moves But she never lost her desire to finish I was uh, out to lunch with friends And we were talking about bucket lists Things we wanted to do, she said I'd always wanted to graduate uh, from, uh, from uni, she said There's a wonderful picture of her, of her here with a huge smile on her face uh, Determined to make it hand, happen Sanderson enrolled in classes at the university uh, in 2018 where her second time around was a lot different. The campus was larger, but her biggest obstacle was technology. Uh going virtual during the peak of COVID nineteen uh in twenty twenty nearly kept her from her goals, she said. Uh she had to drop both the classes she tried to take online. But she finally did receive the degree. You need to do what you need to do. You need to do what your goals are. Don't let anyone stop you, she said. You know to to me, I take my hat off to uh, to Mrs. Sanderson. I, I sort of thought, "Hey, how beautiful it is that at 84 um, we've got a, a lady who's prepared to go back to uni." And the, there's a picture here in the uh, in the article of her uh, celebrating with her grandchildren. And I think her grandchildren would probably all be university age <laughs> as well. You know, it's a it's a wonderful uh, story. Now, you know, I thought that was one of the best stories when I actually read it. Uh, but then uh, there was a uh, uh, another good news story I, I stumbled across. Ross, that I, I I looked at and I thought, you have to be joking. And uh, this is just uh, a matter of uh, two or three days ago, and uh, um, it uh, it records a daredevil granny uh, who at the age of 103 uh, sets the world record for the oldest skydiver. Now, I, I, I love this. Just listen to this. A 103-year-old Swedish woman has become the world's oldest person to complete a tandem parachute jump. When Rut Larson was in her 90s, she wanted to learn more about flying and started experimenting with paragliding and ballooning. In 2019, she did her first parachute jump at 101 years old, but it was not a world record. In that same year, another lady had completed a jump at 103 uh, years old. Last week, Rut Larson completed her world record jump harnessed to a parachutist uh, in Matala. Uh, family and friends were there to celebrate her accomplishment along with a judge from the Guinness Book of World Records. Larson is now the world's oldest person to complete a tandem parachute jump at 103 years and 259 days old, beating the previous record of 103 years and 129 uh, days. Um, you know, when I read that uh, that article, uh, Eric, I sort of thought, "Wow, you know, nothing is really impossible if you put your mind to it, is it?" No. So, d- d- do you have a bucket list yourself?
1: I do, but what you read is amazing, uh, Pastor Gary, because we kind of limit ourselves to thinking what we can do. I actually saw that lady, the hundred and three-year-old, that uh, dear devil granny, that jumped out of the plane, and she had she was strapped to this guy, and she had her arms out wide, floating down there, and the wind was. Pulling her cheeks back, and she she just had an expression on her face. She wow. was having the time of her life, and I thought, wow, you know, me, I, I'm afraid of heights. You wouldn't get me up there. And here's this lady, 103 <laughs> up there. That's amazing. But for me, well, I just think if I can just keep on moving as 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 long as I can and running, I, that's my aim, and that's my th- sort of long term goal is to keep going as long as I can. But I, I think travel for Erin and I, we we had a trip uh, cancelled because of COVID. We wanted to go to Greece and other Places that was all laid low. So we're going to look at that soon because you know while you're mobile, these are the things you got to look at. Yeah. So you know mainly travel, mainly spending time with my wife and and more of the family. I think the family is important to sort of you know be with the grannies while we can. I mean I'm in my 70s now, just turned 70. So yeah, yeah I'm kind of heading down that way. So I just want to have that joy of family and, and experience more yeah. life and do things yeah. out there yeah. and, and witness for the Lord, of course, yeah. witnessing. I want to get out there again. I feel like um, I'm getting another burst because I started working as, as an evangelist and I want to f- yeah. kind of get back to that you know yeah yeah no that 's you know really I mean?
0: exciting actually I mean yeah. to me I, I know uh, in, in my life I look at look at my life and I say hey look you know i I want to be able uh, to, to certainly do some do some travel I love mm. uh, travel as so much I've, I've had the privilege to do through my life, but I you know I really it becomes very addictive travel i'd really want to be able to, particularly in my own country I do want to be able to um, do travel in my own country and uh, and certainly you know spending time with uh, uh, with family and, and particularly our grandkids i mean i i 've got a really uh, fantastic uh, you know i mean i 've got uh, uh, our our uh, second uh, grandchild is is coming just in a matter of weeks, wow. and uh, that's absolutely fantastic you know and uh, uh, I am just so much looking forward to uh, to that i think it's a, you know a real a real privilege mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so yeah, look, uh, you know, I mean, certainly, uh, certainly, family, and uh, there is a book, as I know as well, that I, I'd love to actually put together, and uh, you know, on on some biblical biblical themes. Uh, you know, to me, as I look at this, I'm se- I'm thinking, you know, I take my hat off to these people who have have said, hey, look, you know, uh, age is not actually going to slow us down. You know, I, I really I really love. It. But look, Eric, the thing I'd really like to ask you about I- is this. Um, you know, these these individuals in some ways are, are a little bit of a an exception Uh, you know do you think our community understands the challenges of aging
1: i think we've lost our way um a lot of the time with uh with looking after aged care people the elderly i i've recently been into aged care homes and, and visited um some of the sick folks from church and it's sad to see uh people there that actually don't hardly get a visit from anybody during the day and uh and, you know, when you get talking to some of these folks, they tell you that. And, you know, to to have the family around and the biblical model actually in the church, too, was to look after orphans and widows and that sort of thing. And yeah. I think we've got a, a real privilege as being a Christian to be in, uh, to in the family of God, to be the extended family where we can, yeah. we can keep a lookout for the elderly folks. But no, I, I have a um, Filipino granddaughter, uh, sorry, daughter-in-laws, and um, they treat the elderly with respect. You know, yeah. they hold them up very high. And in fact, they yeah. take them into their homes when they yeah. get hold. Yeah. And um, they look after them and make sure they are well look after. And they, they even said to me <laughs> you know they said, when you're old pop and you you can't do it, come and live with us. I've actually yeah. one of them's already mentioned that, and you yeah. know and that yeah. to me was a surprise you know because yeah. we don't expect that here, yeah, so I think that the Christian way is is to have that deep love for one another and to care for for each other, and the elderly you know uh, we need them up the top of the list as well because they are forgotten um when they can't move around and you start getting slower and you know you find it harder to get off the floor yeah we, we kind of um forget about them.
0: Here, yeah I think it's it's actually the easy thing to do is to say look you know you know go somewhere where we can provide you with you know yep. food and water and shelter, yep. but you know the more uh deep seated emotional um, uh, needs of the individual are mm. something that uh, we really struggle to provide i mean i I'm really conscious you know particularly as a pastor i am uh, I am incredibly frustrated with the uh with the the rules surrounding aged care at the present time, because of COVID, mm. um, to me, as I as I look at this, I'm sort of saying, "Hey, look, you know, uh, if ever there's there's something, you know, cutting off particularly senior people from their family, mm. um, yes, it does protect the institution, and that's primarily what we're doing. We're protecting the institution. Uh, to me, I I look at this and I, I think, and I say, "Hey, look, you know, are we moving the right direction mm. uh, with uh, you know cutting these people off?" from family from community from you know from the outside to the extent that we are we've seen some really hard things haven't we like we've seen uh, elderly people looking
1: out of windows to family that couldn't go in and visit them and they yeah. were dying yeah you know and they died without their family around them and when i've been in to uh see some of the elderly people friends you know they've got uh, somebody bought in the armchair for helen that you know yeah, she at the yeah, moment she's yeah. going through an operation and she's been through one but there was her armchair there her pictures were on the one that she actually has painted all her familiar things were yeah, around her yeah. but what she really needs is the contact with family and friends that's yeah. the emotional side you're talking yes, about yes, and yes. that's the, the most thing that I think I'll be yearning at the end of my life will be to have my family
0: near me yes yes sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I agree totally I mean to me that is the that is the heart and core that's you know to cut a person off from uh, those emotional attachments. uh, Mm. Personally, uh, as a pastor, I regard it as cruel. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, look, let's come to some some music now. Uh, I love uh, this particular song. This is Alison Krauss and the Cox family. Uh, I know... Who holds tomorrow? Uh, love uh, uh, all that these folks uh, have to uh, have to share. Uh, please enjoy Alison Cox and the uh, Cox family.
2: I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't. do
0: Was Alison Krauss and the Cox family. Uh, again, uh, love the words of, uh, of that particular song. I know who holds tomorrow. Uh, how, how wonderful is that when you can look at the future and say, Hey, I've got no fear for the future because I know, uh, who's holding the, uh, the future. Uh, thank you so much for that, uh, for that song. Uh, now look guys, we do have a, a giveaway uh, book today uh, This is uh, A Real Little Beauty This is by uh, Joe Cruz uh, This uh, book's entitled Absent from the Body What really happens uh, when we die? Do we go straight up uh, to hell Or go straight to heaven Or do we go to hell? Um, does it really matter what you believe about death? You know, I suggest that it does matter It matters a great deal And uh, if that's... Your understanding, if, if you think it does matter then this book is one that uh you really should consider uh requesting. Uh Absent from the Body is the uh, is the title of this book by uh by Joe Cruz. Uh I know that uh, in my in my ministry there have just been so many people who uh, maybe haven't asked some of these really big questions, some of these really significant questions uh until they come to the end of their life, but at that time that's when uh people are so uh, so often uh wanting to have some of the answers to the to the really uh, big big questions uh, can I can I challenge you absent from the body by, by Joe Cruz now look if you would like this particular book um, this is uh, uh, you can you can receive it uh, by uh, texting us at uh, oh4 uh, uh, 808. 11. That number again is 0488880811. And all you need to say in your text is SA49. That's a code. SA49. Now that's been set, set up by um, our uh, uh, our good team here. And uh, you'll have uh, some uh, questions directed to you by our friend Faithful. Now Faithful is a robot, but he's a friendly robot. You won't have to talk to any, any humans. But he'll just simply ask you some questions so that uh, we can get this book to you in in the fastest possible way. So uh, all you need to do is to text that code SA49, uh, no gap between the SA and the 49, uh, to our uh, studio text number here, O four triple eight. 80811. Uh, you'll love, uh, this, uh, this particular book. Uh, I'd encourage you to, uh, to please request, uh, that, uh, that book. Uh, now you are listening to, uh, Faith FM Drive Time, a big Q&A with, uh, Pastor Gary. And today our co-host is Eric Hoare. Now, Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. And, uh, look, if you would like, uh, to make a comment, if you would like to, to share a thought on what we've previously Discussed, uh, or on what we're discussing today, please feel free to text through uh, to 04888 80811 because that number does come uh, directly here uh, to our uh, to our studio, and we would love uh, to be able to to chat uh, to chat to you. Uh, now this week we are looking at the theme beyond the grave, the Bible and the passing of death. And today we're asking, how did Christ uh, relate to death? You know, Eric, I, I'm so conscious that um, uh, there's a saying that in life there are but two certainties. What are they?
1: <laughs> well, that's death and taxes. Isn't death it?
0: and taxes. <laughs> They're the two things. We all know it. There's no, only two great certainties in life. One's death, the other's taxes. <laughs> you know, unfortunately for, for so many uh death is actually the greatest of the uh of the unknowns mm. uh yet i'm really conscious that christ treated death almost with a i would say almost with a contempt you know this is something that to me when i when i came to understand this uh it, it really jumped out at me um it, he treated it with almost with a contempt that the contemporary world would actually struggle to uh to accept now tell us How did Christ relate to death?
1: Yeah, man, this is a really interesting subject, Pastor Gary. I'm so excited to be here tonight to talk about this because years ago I had a totally different belief from what I have now. Um, So I had uh, a belief that that the majority, I suppose, of the Christian world would actually uh, believe in. But I, I've switched now to through the study of the Bible to believe something completely different, um, and it's affected the the family that I, I grew up with. My mum and dad and others uh, had a, a, the same belief that I had back then. But through the study of the Word and, and understanding the Bible more, um, my belief has completely uh, swung around from that. Yeah. And to some of the listeners tonight, they will might struggle to accept. Uh, what what some of these verses we're going to read out today and the way that they're intended because sometimes we're bought up with uh, traditionally of a way of believing these things. Yeah, And so yeah. I, I struggled with this for quite a while.
0: I saw it. I understood it. But it took me a while to accept it. But in it. other words, you're emotionally, because I've certainly mm. you know studied the Scriptures with individuals where uh, we've certainly presented uh, this this. These passages that where we understand what Christ is actually saying, but it did actually take some time for them emotionally to catch up with what the scriptures were actually saying. And to me, I, I, I fully appreciate what you've said because I think it's a very real issue uh, for so many people. And so what I found, Pastor Gary,
1: is I have to keep an open mind on, on these subjects. Yeah. So tonight we're going to have a look at that. And you're right, there's generally in the majority in the Christian belief is there's two choices. We either go to heaven or hell, uh, or we go, the other belief is that we go to the grave and stay there till Jesus comes. Those hmm. are basically the two. Yeah. Um, and just to set this off, because we're going to talk about Jesus, if you don't mind me sharing some sure, things from sure, the Old Testament. Sure. And then moving through to the New for what Jesus was talking about. We need to understand. That the old, um, the Bible writers in the Old Testament had this understanding of, of death in a way that um, that shows that we must always marry up the old and the New Testament. And Ecclesiastes nine five to ten states, "For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, and even their name is forgotten." Their love, their hate, and their jealousy have long since vanished. Never again will they have a part in anything that happens under the sun. Daniel twelve two says, "And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake; some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt." And even Job spoke about it in three eleven seventeen. Why did I not die at birth? Why did I not perish when I come from the t- womb? For now, I would have still, I would have lain still and been quiet. I would have been asleep. Then I would have been at rest. There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary are at rest. And that's an interesting one, that last one, Pastor Gary, because it tells me here that when we're thinking of when we die, there's, we go to heaven or hell. It tells me in Job that, uh, that they're sleeping, there the wicked cease from troubling. So you've got the wicked there, and there yeah. the weary. Those that have been through life and struggling, they are actually there also. So what does this actually mean? You know, the death is called sleep at least 50 times in the Bible. You'll find the word sleep. Okay.
0: So you get death being connected to a thing called sleep.
1: Yes. But it's interesting because – we, we are to regard it as a, a sound, uh, 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 dreamless, painless, unaware sleep. You know, we go to sleep, uh, tonight we'll be asleep, and we'll have dreams, and we wake up, and we might remember that dream, may eh, not. Um, you know, but in this case, there are no thought patterns. It's, it's, um, uh, Jesus is likening this to death. Um a person may have been in the tomb a hundred, uh, say a thousand years, but when raised in the resurrection, when Jesus comes, it will seem like he's only dozed off for a moment.
0: And, and you know, Eric, yeah. one of the th- that's so important what you're actually saying there, because, uh, you know, death is the, uh, you know, this sleep uh, for us here on earth, time continues to continue but if you like that person jumps out of time you know uh, to me one of the things that really explained this to me best was uh when i i've had in my life i think i've had two um two uh, medical operations where I've had to go under general anaesthetic. Um, now uh, I remember the very first time that happened to me. That that wasn't a long uh, operation by any means, about half hour. I uh, I think, but the thing that really jumped out at me was how uh, I was uh, laying. Uh, on the operating table, uh, the doctor, the anesthetist came along. Uh, he said, uh, he said to you now, um, uh, we're just going to make you feel a little dozy. Well, he was actually lying through his teeth because he wasn't going to make me feel a little bit, <laughs> he's going to put me out totally. And that's exactly what he, <laughs> what he, what he did do. But you know, uh, from the moment he said that, the very next thing that I knew, I was actually in the recovery room. And to me, I had never been through this experience before. And I, I th- uh, when are you going to start? No, no, it's all over. It's all finished. You know, it's all finished. And yet, if I looked at the clock, you know, half, and well, it was more than an hour because I'd recovered as well, had, had actually passed by. Time had gone, but I knew nothing about it. Mm. And to me, that really explains so much to me about the biblical understanding. You know, this when Scripture calls death a sleep, um, I started to understand at that point what death really was. Yeah, I've had the same experience. I had an operation
1: on a cartilage, and um, uh, he said, "Now start counting." He said he knew I was from <laughs> New Zealand, and he said, "Start counting sheep." You know, so I started <laughs> counting my sheep, and the next thing I knew. I was awake again. Yeah. The operation was over. I felt sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was no thought pattern between because I was completely out to it. And this is what has been yeah. talked about in the old testament yeah. leading to the new yes. so what how did jesus support that well we need to look at lazarus i think because that's a clear example found in uh in john 11 uh john eleven one, uh when jesus decided to go to lazarus so uh but so he could perform a miracle to strengthen his disciples faith he waited until lazarus had died before he actually went to see him now lazarus was a great friend of jesus yeah and Jesus actually wept later over Lazarus. You know, yeah. he loved Lazarus. And, and uh, the people, the friends and the sisters of Lazarus, they couldn't understand why Jesus was waiting. Yeah. Uh, he, They thought, you know, why aren't you coming? And said to them, uh, in verse 11 it says, these things he said, and after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, mm-hmm. but I go that I may wake him up. And then his disciples said, Lord, hey, look, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get okay. He'll be well again. Mm. You know, if he's sleeping, look. You know, why bother even going? I suppose he's going to be well again. Um, uh, and however, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about talking rest and sleep. And the disciples responded that sleep was good because it would help him help him get well. But Jesus then plainly told them, "Look, Lazarus is dead." Okay. So but sleep, Jesus called. Oh, sorry, Jesus called death a sleep. And the disciples misunderstood. He said, Oh, well, he'll be asleep, you know. But no, he was meaning death. Yeah. So this is a line up here of what we're talking about.
0: This, uh, this passage is actually uh, really significant. This is uh, John chapter 11, of course. Yep. It's the story of, of Lazarus, where Jesus clearly links death. And sleep uh, together. You know, one of the things that I know that you know, when I go to a cemetery, and I go to a cemetery, you know, uh, whenever certainly uh, numerous times uh, times a year, uh, you'll often hear the expression "R.I.P. Rest in peace." Mm. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, the reality is that's exactly the way it is. People are able to rest in peace, mm. which is beautiful. Which is which is actually a beautiful thought. Yep
1: and it went on to say in verse um, 39 take away the stone Jesus said but Lord said Martha the sister of the dead man by this time there's a bad odour you know, mm, for he has mm, been there mm. uh, four days, and then Jesus said, "But did not I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God—the the beautiful resurrection?" Yeah. So they took away the stone, and then Jesus looked up and said, "Father, I thank that you have heard me. I knew I knew that you always hear me, but I'm saying this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. See, mm. Jesus is a resurrection of life. Yeah, he's coming yeah. back again because we're in the grave. Yeah, we're not up there." Why would he come back again if we're already up there?
0: And, and no you know, sense. Eric, to me, this is so important that we understand what's actually going on here, that there's going to be a resurrection mm. and where Christ is going to come back. And, you know, I mean, sometimes people have actually said to me, they said, Pastor, I really want to think that my mum, my dad, my uncle is in heaven looking down at me. Mm. And uh, my response to them is, hey, uh, do you know the the challenges that uh, so many families go through can you imagine you know your father being in heaven seeing maybe a son or a daughter be thrown into prison mm. can you imagine a father or a mother being in heaven and seeing uh, some of the tribulations that come onto people in this uh, on this earth uh, i said and they can do nothing about it i said uh, would that be to them a blessing being in heaven or would it be a curse? And to me, it would be an incredible curse to actually see these things that befall so many families on this earth. But what we've actually got here is a God who turns around, who says to to people, hey, look, what I want you to do is I want you to simply rest. Mm. I want you to have a rest. I want you to have a sleep uh, until the day comes when I'm able to come and resurrect you all together. Uh, And that'll be like the operation you're talking
1: about, that when you go to, to, when you die... The next thing you see is Jesus, yes, and the next yes. thing you woke up from the operation was it was all over. You know, he, you were fixed. Exactly, exactly. And this is exactly the same thing. Uh, this is how I believed. I believed that uh, my mum was up there. Uh, I was with those people that believe that you go to heaven uh, or hell when you die, and so I thought she was up there. And I, uh, my sister's got a lot of trouble over the years after she passed away with being beaten up and different things. You know, and I used to think what mum would be thinking about that. You know, yeah. But this tells me that she's not up there. She's
0: actually in the grave. Yeah this yeah. this whole thing yeah. here. Is- until the time yeah. of the resurrection and you yeah. know to me Eric I'm just so conscious that I never want to separate this from the reality of the resurrection and to me mm. to me you know Paul in 1st uh, Corinthians 14 talks so positively so powerfully uh, about this uh uh the, the reality of a of a time when just as Jesus came forth in a resurrected state so we are going to come forth with the same uh, with a physical body. That's
1: right. And this is kind of a prelude of Lazarus' story to the to the last day to the resurrection because in John 11:43 to 44 it says uh, when he had said this Jesus called in a loud voice Lazarus come out and the dead man came out his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face and Jesus said to them take off the grave clothes and let him go. This tells me that Lazarus was in the tomb. He was he was um, resting there. Um, Now, if Lazarus had gone to heaven, wouldn't you think that he would be espouting the joys of heaven? Uh, And uh, and why would he want to come back? You know, if he's already up there. But no, he was he knew nothing. He like the like we talked about in the Old Testament, some of those texts that you don't know anything. Things are happening in this world you got you got no clue. Because why? Because you're at rest. And Lazarus had not gone to heaven or hell, he had been entombed where he slept in death until Jesus called him out of the grave by a miraculous resurrection. So the dead are unconscious. They know nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's beautiful. The common belief is that at death the body goes to the grave and the soul remains conscious and goes. But that's another. That's another yeah. yeah. And look,
0: Eric, before you just move on from that. that from that point, if we can, we've actually had one of our listeners actually write in, yeah. and I just want to just deal with this one while you mentioned yeah. this sure. issue of the soul. Um, one of our listeners has said this: uh, um, Can you, you know, do a do a study on the issue of the immortal soul mm. uh, because uh, wow. uh, people uh, think or everyone thinks that they have an immortal soul? Look, yeah. folks. That is a really important question. It's really core to everything. It's an excellent uh, question, and uh, for this very reason, tomorrow we've actually got Pastor Don Felberg joining us from uh, uh, live from Perth in Western Australia, and we're going to be spending the entire program on this issue of the immortal soul. Do you have an immortal soul? It's absolutely vital that we be clear on on this one. And so tomorrow we're going to spend the entire program dealing with that particular issue. But I'm cutting you off, yeah, Eric. Right. Uh, let's come back it to you very
1: hard for me not to get into that about the immortal soul, because uh, it's a topic, because... But I've, oh, I've it's very core. It's, it's really It's key. part of this. But we're talking tonight about where we go when we die, and we're yeah. just talking about the body at this stage. Uh, but look at how, how consistent the Word of God is about this. I mean, did Jesus say anything that, that meant different to this? Look at Matthew 9, 24. He said, Go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. And they all laughed at him. Mark five thirty nine. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The girl is not dead. But asleep, and Luke eight fifty two to fifty three. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. The same account in all those gospels. There, Matthew, Mark, uh, sorry, Matthew, Mark, and Luke were talking about the same situation, written by different writers, where Jesus talk, talked about the girl being dead and sleep. Yeah, sleep was like that way. But the the big one, I feel. Is actually what happened to Jesus at death Did Jesus himself actually go um, to heaven then Uh, Remember he was on the cross And uh, the thief uh, One of the thieves was uh, talking about him And didn't think that Jesus uh, should be on the cross And and this criminal uh, rebuked The other one said Don't you fear God he said Since you were under the same sentence We are punished justly For we are getting out what our deeds deserve But this man has done nothing wrong then he said, Jesus, remember we, when you come into your kingdom. As Jesus answered, he said to him, truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Now, if you take that verse that way, um, is Jesus saying that today he and the thief would be in paradise? Were they going to be in heaven that day? If we look at these other texts, what when Jesus was talking about asleep sleep till the resurrection, how can that be? Well, back when they deciphered the Bible and and put it into the form we have it today, there was no punctuation. Mm. And mm. they used to talk today, and I will talk, say what Jesus said in a different way. And in verse 43, it says, Jesus answered him and said, Truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Mm. So that's where the comma comes in, which matches exactly what Jesus is talking yeah, about through yeah. the whole thing, And a lot of people base going to heaven on that one text yeah. plus others, but this is one of the main ones, yeah. so when you put it that way, so did Jesus and the thief go to heaven that faithful day? John 2017 to eighteen says, "Jesus said, "Do not hold on to me." for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. So Jesus died on the Friday. He rested in the tomb on the Saturday. He rose on the Sunday. Mary Magdalene came to him, and he said, Don't hold to me. I have not yet ascended my Father. Three days. So yeah, he didn't go to heaven yeah, straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, Nor was
0: yeah. the thief there straight away. So where's yeah. the thief? He's in the tomb. He's, he's, in, he's in the tomb. In, he's in he, the He's waiting for... The coming of Jesus Christ. That's right. You know, to to me, to me, Eric, all that you're saying today is actually just so important because I know that when I'm ministering uh, to people who are grieving, um, this, this question of, Hey, um, you know, uh, where, what's actually happened? You know, what does the future hold is often so, so core. And to me, I actually like to be able to talk to people. Uh, you know, uh, when, when they're considering some of these really big uh, big questions, just a little while ago I had somebody um, come to me and uh, uh, he actually asked to, to see a pastor and he uh, his statement was, uh, look, you know, I have mocked, and he had actually had a Christian friend who introduced me to him, uh, and he said, look, I have mocked, Viv, all his life for his beliefs, mm. but now, Pastor, I want you to tell me about them uh, because... Uh, uh, you know, to me, he was conscious that he was coming very close to the end of his life. Uh, and within just a couple of days, he certainly passed away. Uh, but um, it was the wonderful thing was that he had actually accepted Jesus Christ. And uh, to me, that changes everything. Everything uh, to me—that's that's really beautiful. But look, let's come to some music. Um, it's uh, uh, our time is running away from us. Let's come to uh, Caleb and Kelsey. I uh, love this uh, particular rendition because of uh, "Because He, he Lives." Because He lives,
2: I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear. Is Because he
0: lives. And that was Caleb and healthy because he lives because he lives we've got hope for tomorrow I love I love that thought oh what a promise what a hope there is for the future and no need to look at the future with fear anymore uh, because he lives uh, love, uh, love 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 uh, what uh, what that uh, those uh, those words are sharing uh, look folks we do have a, a gift uh, for you today uh, our, uh, our giveaway book today is entitled Absent from the Body now this was written by Joe Cruz uh, this is uh, a Book that really deals uh, with some of the really big issues. You know, one thing about the uh, the scriptures is they deal with the really big issues of life. Where did I come from? Why am I here? And where am I going? And uh, this book deals with a third of those, which is what we're dealing with today. Where am I? Uh, where am I going? What really happens when I die? Uh, do we go straight to heaven and hell? Does it really matter what you believe about? It does. It does. It's so important what you believe on this issue uh, because this issue is able to provide incredible piece if you follow the scriptures on uh, on this particular issue. Uh, Joe Cruz, uh, written book uh, uh, Absent from the Body. Now if you'd like this particular book, all you need to do is to uh, request it uh, at our drive time uh, text number. And our drive time text number is 488 808, 11, 04, 808 11. And all you need to do is to text us our code. Now the code is SA49. Now we have had somebody actually text uh, text in but there's actually text in an an incorrect code Um, now uh, uh, really sorry about that but uh, our robot which we call Faithful he's actually we think he's actually quite clever but in fact he's uh, he struggles uh, when there's uh, uh, when there's a a problem with those codes so look if you haven't heard back from uh, Faithful and you did actually put a code in can you put it in again the code is SA 49 no gap between the SA and the 49 uh, just simply a Put in SA449 and uh, text that to 04888-808-11 and um, Faithful will ask you uh, a few questions uh, so that uh, we can get this book to you in the fastest uh, way, way possible. Um, that number again is oh four triple eight. 80811, and the code is SA49. Now, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time. A big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And today our co-host is Eric Hoare. And Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. And today we're asking that question, how did Christ relate to death? Um, Eric, Bring it all together for us. We're starting to run out of uh, run out of time once again.
1: Well, I think the the verses we've shared tonight can be a, a great comfort to us because um, death is such a morbid thing to talk about. But tonight we know that there is a, a wonderful Messiah that's going to come back, and He's going to call us out of the grave. He's going to do that, and I, I just want to share to finish tonight some beautiful text. First Thessalonians four thirteen to seventeen, where it says, "Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed with." those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind so we don't have to you know we do grieve for our loved ones, but hey, look. There's a bigger picture here. We we need to be informed. We we shouldn't be uninformed. So it's saying here from Paul that we we need to understand. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the come the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. So those who are alive when Christ comes will not go up before those who are actually died. Mm. Uh, and then it says, for the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice an archangel with the trumpet of god and the dead in christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and thus we should always be with the Lord, you know, and that to me is wonderful. I remember talking one time to uh, uh, somebody who, who didn't believe uh, that the, uh, death is asleep. And he, uh, I sort of said to him when he was talking about that we're in heaven, I said, uh, tell me, do you believe in, in the resurrection? Do you believe Jesus is coming? And he said, yes, I do. And I said, well, why would Jesus come back if we're already up there? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. And he, he thought about that and he said, oh, I'll have to ask some elders you know, somewhere else. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and he came back and he was very quiet. And I said, well, why? With all those texts, you know, why? And he said, I, I really don't have an answer he yeah. could not explain why would christ come back if we're already up there mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, john 5:28 to 29 says as jesus said the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth so this is talking about all people being in the graves either you're um uh, good or bad and there's two resurrections which will uh, which yeah. is another topic yeah. can i just finish with one which is absolutely vital tonight revelation 118. jesus says i am the living one I was dead and now look, I am alive mm-hmm. forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and Hades and Hades and Hebrew is Sheol, the grave so that's going to be talked about so he holds the keys yeah
0: that's all we need to be interested you know in. Eric this is such a, a beautiful wonderful wonderful yes. thought you know one time I actually uh, I was uh, I was leading in a, a funeral for a particular fellow and I noticed that uh, one of the people was really listening intently to what I was saying was actually the funeral director now to me that was unusual because to yes. me yes. I, I've always found funeral directors to be incredibly gracious people yep. uh, but um, I, I've also noticed that there's They're very professional, but I'm also conscious that they're doing. You know, they'll attend maybe two or three funerals per day. Um, So you know, they sort of hear um, a great deal of uh, final words about a lot of uh, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, This particular funeral director was looking intently at me uh, while I was uh, was sharing, and I was sharing a little bit. And I guess what one of the things I like to do is to uh, share with uh, the with the family what the if the person is a believer what the what the believer did actually believe uh, i find it, it it really is incredibly comforting to uh, to people and um afterwards he came to me and uh, he said to me he said do you know pastor he said what you he said i firstly i wish i could believe what you've just presented. Mm. But he said, I have to admit, it makes so much sense. Mm. Mm. It makes sense. Mm. Uh, And to me, uh, when I had him say that to me, I knew that he'd been impacted by the words that I had spoken at that particular uh, funeral. He wasn't prepared to accept them himself, uh, but he did have to acknowledge that, hey, if you come to the Scriptures this actually makes sense, yep. you know.
1: Yeah, I, I remember back when I accepted it, and I, I remember that I I was so thrilled to finally understand a lot of questions that uh, was causing me doubt and confusion over this thing where mum was. And I'd read some of these texts before, and until I lined them all up like we have tonight, like a fence post I often talk about, yeah. it came all together. It was like yeah. a, a light bulb. And saying, Hey, I understand now and when you when it's talked about the immortal soul tomorrow night, the to the listeners they can't miss that one. Yeah. Because that is hand in hand with what we're talking about tonight. You can't understand this subject unless you have those two very important. When
0: things. people understand where this this belief about an immortal soul, where that belief actually came from, there's a big aha! You know, there's a light bulb yes. actually actually goes on. And I know Pastor Donnie Feldberg, he is uh, an incredible blessing to uh, so many people, and uh, he you'll really appreciate what he shares tomorrow night. But Eric, look, I'm just wondering as we as we we do need to come to finish. Mm. Would you like to just simply pray for our sure. for our listeners? Uh, right now uh, and particularly Anybody who might be uh, Struggling and may not have accepted Jesus and might not be Able to rest at peace As you know They consider these things Sure. Our dear Heavenly
1: Father Lord we pause tonight to come to The most important part of the program and that is To pray to you We thank you Lord that you're a God that hears prayers We, look, we thank you God That you're the one that created us That knows us And you know our grief and our sorrow. And there are uh, many that are listening tonight. All of us have lost loved ones. And uh, Lord, uh, we struggle with death and uh, resurrection. We try to understand these things. And so tonight, Lord, we pray that you'll bring peace to all. We think of those, Lord, that uh, may not know you tonight, uh, that may be um, asking questions. Uh, We pray, Lord, that they may... Just drop to the floor right now and say, Lord, reveal your wonderful truth to me. Accept me as a sinner, Lord. And then God can come into your life. I did that many years ago, Lord, as you know, Lord, and, and I'm s- still struggling at times. But I know, Lord, that you're always with us when we give our hearts to you. So I pray dear Heavenly Father that as these words are spoken, your word, that people will look at these, that they will look at the word of God, and that that will lead them to you. And we thank you that you're coming back again. We thank you for Jesus, the great Messiah, the one who will call out to come forth from the grave, and the dead will rise. We thank you for this promise in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you. And what wonderful hope this really is. Folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on uh, Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'm going to be sharing with Pastor Don Fellberg uh, live from Perth in West Oz, and uh, he's going to be digging into this subject of the immortal soul. Is there an immortal soul that goes floating off to off to heaven? And you know, where did that belief come from anyway? And uh, I believe you will really appreciate that uh, that particular um, um, study. So please uh, join us tomorrow at five o'clock. Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, "I'm leaving you with a gift." peace of mind and heart. and The peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.